Welcome, everyone, to a, uh, a very interesting edition of Culture Unfiltered. Culture Unfiltered. Uh, yes. Uh, good morning, Deborah. This good morning, is, Kevin. Uh, this is uh, this is an interesting one. You know, I think for for everyone right now, in you know dealing with this situation, uh, I feel like culture is top of mind. So yeah. you know, we definitely wanted to make sure that uh, that we brought you some of that culture content. Uh, while everyone is working from home, dealing with the uh, the coronavirus pandemic right now, so yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, now more than ever, I think it's important for us to to talk about the things, the the ties that bind, and um, and one of those ties, as we know, as one of our values is is innovation. And so this month we have on Lori Zuka and Mick Whittemore, um, two uh, second timers into the culture unfiltered <laughs> booth. Um, though this time, the first time, a virtual booth. This is, uh, for those listening at home, uh, this is our first social distancing episode. So we're, we're all sort of virtual to each other um, and recording from our own home offices. Um, so full disclosure, keep that in mind from a, from a sound quality standpoint. Our producer, Matt, um, with all his best efforts, uh, <laughs> uh, you may hear some background noise. You may hear some dogs barking, some children. Um, so, you know, this my, is just my power all part goes of the... out at one point. Right. Know, no big deal. <laughs> no big deal. It's just all part of the new normal here uh, in our in our new world. So yeah. Um, but but yeah, to your point, it's important that we stay connected in, in any way we can. And, um, you know, I think the conversation we had this month really, uh, really speaks to that really speaks to how we we find ways to to stay connected literally uh and also um you know culturally as well so yeah a good conversation yeah the the new normal is that we're all in this together so Mm -hmm. uh thank you for for joining us and we hope to to keep bringing you more of this content yeah so enjoy this very special episode of culture unfiltered Welcome to another episode of Culture Unfiltered. This is our very first social distancing episode. Typically, Kevin, Aubrey, and I come to you from our studio, uh, but we are all uh, here in our home locations and with us for the first time on Culture Unfiltered, some repeat guests, Lori Zuka and Mick Whittemore are joining us. Hello to both of you. Hello, Lori, and hello, Mick. A round of applause from uh, the Aubrey Home Studio. Yes. All right. Thank you for having us. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. And, and, you know, as I mentioned, this is our, our very first in this social distancing in this new world, this new normal that we're living in. Um, so just to kind of kick us off with the first question, Lori, I'll start with you and then Mick will go to you. How are you guys doing? You know, um, I'm, I'm doing very well. It's been a crazy last four weeks as I think back on it um, of a lot of work, a lot of partnership and and collaboration across a lot of different teams. Um, and now I, I feel like we're starting to settle into this new way of work in my home office and uh, and things are going well. Yeah, thank you. I agree with Lori. I think uh, been really impressed by the transition that uh, our employees are making and uh, and uh, you know really happy to, to see it and to see what we're doing to serve our clients. Um, and at the same time, you know, being cognizant of everything that's happening around us in the world and kind of, you know, working with our teams uh, to adjust to that and adjust to uh, sort of a little bit of a new normal for, for families and everything that's in the news and so forth. So 
really interesting time and uh, and proud to be uh, here in terms of what we're doing at Paychex to help everybody. Yeah, I think that's and I love I love that that phrase a new normal that seems to be kind of uh, everywhere right now. And I think, you know, I think that's actually really pertinent for our discussion today. We were talking innovation and change and what a time to be talking about that. Um, certainly that has been the new normal over the uh, over the past few weeks, if not longer. So. We wanted to really touch base on that. And we know both of you guys have had a ton of, of uh, components uh, surrounding innovation and change in the past couple of weeks. But where we wanted to start was, you know, we normally talk about innovation and change from a forward leading aspect, right? Right, where we're introducing the change, we're driving for the innovation. But in this instance, the change was thrust upon us. So. Um, we wanted to ask both of you guys, you know, can you talk a little bit about, you know, how is, how is that, how is our approach to innovation and change different in that aspect from, hey, we're driving it ourselves to having it thrust upon us. And then how is it also the same? How do we have that same approach? Yeah, so I think typically we, we have time to do at least a little bit of planning. We're planning a change where we've got a vision and a strategy and, and, and we're planning out what we're going to do and, and putting good change management practices into place. In this case, we were in reactive mode and things were changing very rapidly from when we first started working on this March 2nd to, you know, to today, four weeks later, we're in a very different situation than we ever thought we would be in. Um, you know, on, for example, on, uh, Friday, March 13th, Mick and Krista Salvo and I were talking about surge sites and where we could move employees to different buildings so we could separate them. And just two days later on Sunday afternoon, we made the decision that we were going to scrap the surge sites and we had to move everybody um, that possibly could work from home to be able to work from home. And so you know that felt kind of reactive. We were making decisions um, very rapidly. Um, but at the same time, as I think back and reflect the work that we had done, that mixed team had done with the infrastructure and software, um, even over the past, you know, years and months and weeks, and the work we had done with our culture, um, innovation, partnership, uh, service had really enabled us to be able to rise to this occasion and, and get it done. Yeah, great. I think that's a great point. I think the, the, the speed in which this came upon us over a few weeks, you know, felt felt overwhelming and at certain times. But when you when you look at it um, and when you read the news, we had started earlier in March laying the groundwork for uh, deploying software and deploying some things that we knew we might need later in the month. Um, but to Lori's point, you know, a lot of this is around culture and tools and having the team and the teamwork to be ready for it. And um, while it might seem like there's a lot of innovation at the time or right at the spot, um, what we were really short of in this case was time. And, uh, and what we really wanted to do was use uh, the groundwork that had been laid over the past several years and in investments in and specific tools like the UC suite, like WebEx teams and, and the collaboration uh, platform that's in place uh, that, are, that are really 
you know, leverage for this type of scenario on a wide basis. Uh, so, you know, innovation and change for sure brought on very quickly, <laughs> um, but also being able to leverage what we had put in place. Yeah, I think I think that's such an interesting you know perspective on it, Mick, because we had a conversation one of our previous episodes. We had Kristen Harper and Joe Corsi in. We were talking about BCP planning, and anytime you're talking about BCP planning, it's always a, an area, right? It's it's an area was hit by a hurricane, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's it, it's 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 never everywhere. <laughs> it's yeah, so never, it's a, how do we shift from one to the other? Not how do we shift everyone? All of it, all, right? Yeah. So, so, you know, it's really good to hear that timeline piece of it, because I'll tell you as an employee, right? I can only speak for myself. It felt like, um, everything accelerated in a blink and it feel, it felt like, you know, we were hearing about this thing that was happening, but it was really far away and it wasn't really touching us at all. And then all of a sudden it was in our front yard. Um, and, you know. I guess, talk, can we dig into that with you a little bit more? And Lori is from your perspective as well, because, you know, one of the unique things about paychecks and the business that we run is that we don't only have the, you know, 15, 16,000 or so employees that we need to worry about. We have, oh, over a half a million, 670,000 small and mid-sized businesses that also rely on us to, you know, lift and shift in whatever way we have to as quickly as possible. So, Lots of moving parts, lots of things that need to be considered. Um, talk to us a little more about that timeline and how you determined when those pawns and those pieces needed to shift on the board, um, and what that deployment was like for you guys in the you know in the war room, so to speak, or where, wherever those decisions were being made. Yeah, so um, it started late February when we started to get some questions coming in, and we realized this was something that was really big and would um, ha- it, it would impact our entire company. And so we thought that we should start with a message from Marty to all of our employees, uh, telling them about our response and what we were doing to um, enable our employees to be safe and also what we were doing to ensure that we could provide continuous great service to our clients. So Marty's message came first. I followed with um, leader messages, all employee messages, FAQs. We were just getting a lot of questions about uh, when can I work from home, about travel, um, about you know concerns about coming into the office and safety. And so initially it was responding to those kinds of questions. It was one week later that we decided to put a travel restrictions in place. And that, of course, uh, provided a whole bunch of new questions that um, we we had to answer for our employees, um, but really wanted to make sure that we were focusing on getting the right information very quickly to our leaders and employees um, and also uh, enable them to, to be safe. While all that was happening, we were also in constant um, communication, the mix group, the IT group, the BCP group, um, and uh, the communications group, HR, you know, all of us, the service organization working together um, to figure out how do we, how do we continue to, to get towards a place where we could work from home. So it was you know, within three weeks that we had made that decision to get all employees to be working from home. Um, and it's amazing when I look back to, to see how quickly and how successfully that all, that all went. Yeah, I, I would add, I think that uh, we have a lot of work that we've done over time in a BCP or disaster recovery scenario, but um, many folks probably don't realize we have a BCP office. 
and uh, and they do a lot of work to help us plan. Uh, but you wouldn't say that we have a pandemic playbook that we would have necessarily ever envisioned this type <laughs> of scenario in the speed in which it would move. Uh, so a lot of what Lori hit on is exactly right in terms of the teamwork, collaboration, and communication uh, to be able to make decisions, think through what the communications look like, think through what the, the leadership team needs to be aware of and to know. And, and the whole time, you know, really what I felt like drove a lot of our team from, uh, from a service perspective and so forth was putting the company in position to succeed uh, from a service rep perspective to our existing client base, knowing how that client base would need a lot of help and, uh, and knowing sort of what would be coming at us in terms of the types of questions they would have. And, and as we started to think through that, we also started to think of through the planning and logistics of um, how do you start to move employees in chunks to the work from home situation mm -hmm. to get them uh, in a safe uh, in a safer spot uh, to practice social distancing and to do that in a cross section knowing what their job role is and what type of equipment they have and and maneuvering all of those pieces kind of night after night to make it uh, repetitive into something that we can start really seeing progress. Uh, so, so that was a, a little bit of the factory that we had to create uh, as we started to look at how to pull, pull this off and execute toward it. Yeah. Well, and now you have that pandemic playbook in your, in your arsenal, right? So if silver linings, right? Yes. We'll never, we'll never need it again. Maybe but. when my kids are out of college, but if they're still in like grade school. No, I don't sign yeah, up for that. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's the challenge right now where you're like, Hey, where can we find those silver linings? Where can we yeah. find those positive aspects? So, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think one, one thing that, that we wanted to discuss is, you know, we have this open forum. Hopefully we're going to get a lot of our, our employees listening to this. Um, you know, with that open forum, you know, what would you like, what would you, what would both of you like to say to our employees right now? What, it, what advice, what thoughts, what wishes, what do you have to share directly to our employees right now? And Lori, why don't we go ahead and start with you? So I would first say thank you. Um, I am incredibly grateful for the, the strong, flexible, understanding and caring employees that make up our company, uh, employees that care about each other, that care about our clients, um, that really kind of rolled with it and got to a point where they were all working from home and it was uh, seamless to our clients. So um, huge, huge amounts of gratitude and appreciation for our employees. Um, also, you know, just want to give um, kind of a sense of confidence that the leadership team truly cares about our employees. And there was never any question about, you know, any kind of compromise for our employees or, or our clients, that everything we did was um, with them at the forefront. And, um, and then I guess lastly, it would be um, to stay flexible. We don't know what's coming next. Um, in this situation, but please stay flexible. We'll continue to communicate, continue providing great service to our clients. Um, America's small businesses need us now more than ever. Love it. Love it. Mick, any thoughts from you? I also would like to thank the team. Um, we had tremendous teamwork across all of the functions. Uh, we had a few of our teams in, in enterprise technology services and enterprise support and PD and IT really take the lead on this type of event. I'd want our employees to to really know how much we appreciate their flexibility and resiliency 
in um, working through this scenario. I hope that they feel informed and well communicated to. I think the communications were great and the leadership from Lori and HR and the communications team was a, was a big deal. I hope the employees realize that, that we care about, you know, their well-being and trying to make this move and trying to support our clients the best way and that we're going to be, you know, very responsible going forward and trying to provide them the tools and technology they need, whether it's their home office or, or their back-to-work office in the future, uh, to be able to do their jobs well. So we really uh, appreciate their flexibility and the opportunity to serve them here. That's that's fantastic. And and yeah. Mick and Lori, you know, Kevin and I very rarely will speak on behalf of, uh, you know, the employees at large. But I know that if they were on the phone, they would they would echo their gratitude and their appreciation for the work that you've all been doing behind the scenes to not only protect uh, the employees of this organization, but the the many employees and and business owners that we partner with every day. Um, we are in uncharted waters, and it's really nice to know that there are folks at the helm that are ensuring that all of our needs are met, uh, and that all of our uh, you know business can continue um, as as seamlessly as it has. Um, I you know we we appreciate everything you're doing. The the late hours, the weekend hours, Lori. I jumped online a couple weeks ago. It was a I think it was a Saturday night. You were on. I was I was on, and I pinged you, and I was like, How are you doing? How are we doing? How's everything going? <laughs> So I know that this isn't a nine to five for you guys right now. And, and I suspect it, it likely won't be for another couple of weeks, hopefully only a couple more weeks. Um, but, but we really appreciate everything you guys are, have done and, and will continue to do. And, and um, we, we feel it. We, we all feel it. So thank you. Thank you. Right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, this has been another episode of Culture Unfiltered. This podcast is property of Paychex Inc. 2020. All rights reserved. Oh.